After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we are here to talk about TV commercials tonight. We're going to talk about the good ones and the bad ones and the ones where people say weird shit like this. It was only a few years ago that a lot of vigorous, healthy people were rather sheepish about admitting that they liked a good, hearty breakfast. My name is Andrew Walsh. I've never been sheepish about admitting that I like a good, hearty breakfast. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Who B. doesn't? Who's... Who's sheepish? I don't know. What I, I love whatever made-up problem that commercial was trying to address. I'm actually, in a second here, going to play for you that entire commercial that that is from because I want you to... It's about a minute-long commercial, I believe, from the 1940s, and I want you to ring in when you can guess what the commercial is actually for. Oh, okay. Um, but the main event today is... A special quiz I put together for you, Veeves. When I'm up to my own devices, you get one of two things from me. Something ridiculous. Right. Bone, like bone, bone. Bone, 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 bone. <laughs> I thought bone show was fun. I had a lot of fun doing that. and uh, Or you get a quiz. And yeah. today you're going to get a quiz. Um, I won't tell you about it yet. Uh, I'm actually thinking that that commercial we just heard might lead well into the quiz. I can explain. I have it all written down somewhere. Also, <laughs> this is exciting. Commercials in the news. The Noid is back. I was so excited yesterday. You had the TV on, and I saw The Noid was in a Domino's commercial. Yes. I loved the era Everything of The Noid. Everything old is new again. That, uh, 19, of course, it's playing on the nostalgia of people like me. That was exactly when I was growing up. The California Raisins and the Noid, you know, I don't, I actually think, didn't we talk about this? I think there's some creative overlap uh, between those two campaigns. I could be wrong about that. I think you're right. I don't remember the details, but I think we did find that there was some, you know, some, somebody who had some creative, uh, input on one also did on the other because it makes sense you had these claymation characters that were just cultural phenomenons you know like the noid appeared in um that michael jackson moonwalker video that he had made anyway i'm getting ahead of myself we can talk about the noid a little bit because the noid is back baby but one thing that i did not know until our friend kent emailed me a story from the um, washington post about an hour ago is the Noid was discontinued as an ad campaign, potentially because of some pretty dark things that happened in relation to the Noid. It's actually a very fascinating but sad story that I will tell Uh-oh. you about. Is it going to render my one of my favorite Jack Donaghy quotes uh, problematic? The Noid is fine. Oh, the Noid is the fine. The Noid is fine. The Noid is not canceled. But there was a, a, a scary event that led to, well, supposedly led to the cancellation of the Noid. Um, and we will check in with the Ad Council. I just got done putting together the Ad Council segment, and it is a fun one, Genevieve. We have people calling in with stories. We have people singing songs. We have all the things that people look to the Ad Council for. All right. We also have some people who need help from the other Ad Counselors. So anyway, let's get into this. I'm very excited. You can tell the energy is high. A lot of <laughs> smiles, a lot of hand clapping. I'm going to play this commercial for you. This is what you just heard at the top of the show. You heard the first line of this commercial from the top of the show. By the way, today is a sad day in the Walsh Has household. Um, 
we no longer have free access to satellite radio. Yes. Um, It was the last day of our three-month free trial. was yesterday, I guess. One thing that I'd been listening to a lot. I got all the 80s on 8 that I could get. (laughs) <laughs> I got all of the classic radio programming that I could get. I would, they have a station that's dedicated to just old radio shows, whether it's like my favorites are like the noirs and then they have old sci-fi stuff. And then you even have like comedy specials and, you know, and like Bing Crosby specials and stuff like that. And I was listening to a lot of that the past few months. One thing they do is it's satellite radio. So they have advertisers, they have new advertisers, but they mix in just old classic ads as well. It's kind of interesting. During an ad break, you'll hear something from the 40s next to something from today. And this is this is the commercial that I heard. This is an old ad. This is not from today, I don't believe. Um, Genevieve, do you have the bell? Here, take the bell. I want you to ring that bell when you can tell me what product or service you believe this commercial is for. It was only a few years ago that a lot of vigorous, healthy people were rather sheepish about admitting that they liked a good, hearty breakfast. But their instincts were sound, and the world is catching up with them. Today, everybody knows that one of the ways to keep fit and keep going is to start the day with a good breakfast. Nutritionists say that at least 25% of your day's food supply should come from breakfast, and that includes proteins. The crisp (laughs) slices of bacon you have at your morning meal, the pork sausage or ham, are all fine self-starters for your day. They bring you two things, food energy to help you work more efficiently, Proteins to help keep your body <laughs> shipshape. No matter whether you sit at a desk, drive a... Uh-huh. Is this for an English, uh, an ESL class so this guy can learn to say proteins? <laughs> it is not. You only have two more guesses. Do the housework or just rest. You're using up your body tissues minute by minute. The proteins you get from meat are highest quality to rebuild these worn out tissues. They're the right kind of proteins to do whatever proteins are called on to do for the human body. Now he's just trolling us. He's just saying proteins he's as much as possible. Doing it. Genevieve, you have about um, six more seconds to figure this out. And he hasn't said That's it yet. That's why it's not, meat I mean, it's not is just called meat. It is. Oh. It's I was, for meat. I was going to guess the pork council. No, he just said it. Kind of proteins to do whatever proteins are called on to do for the human body. That's why meat is called a yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. I think from now on, we should, whenever we sit down to a meal and we're eating meat, we should say, ah, it's the yardstick for protein needs. <laughs> Proteans. Yeah. He doesn't even hit the T properly. No, it sounds like a, a ra- an alien race. An a- yeah, some sort of alien. The proteins are coming. The proteins are coming. They say they come in peace. Yeah. But I also saw them zap my neighbor. <laughs> By the way, the commercial that came, this has nothing to do with anything, um, but the commercial that came on after that on that radio station, I also enjoyed it. I believe it was Jingalicious. Say, want a brand new breakfast idea? Then get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Yes, indeed. Try the brand new cereal assortment with 10 individual packages in all. Four Wheaties, four Cheerios, two Kicks. All top favorites and all extra fresh. Yes, it's fun to take your pick from Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Get that tray today. Great jingle. Are you surprised to hear that those are all under the Betty Crocker? Crocker banner, though? Yes. Because Cheerios I, Cheerios was not General made Mills, by right? Betty Crocker. It must have been a partnership, right? I guess so, but what's, what is Betty Crocker bringing to the partnership? General Mills the, makes all those cereals, I maybe think. Maybe the name? It's just the name. 
Um, it might be that Betty Crocker is a General Mills product, so maybe it's oh, all under the same banner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that could be it. I'm looking it up now. Images for the Betty Crocker cereal tray. The Betty Crocker cereal tray. Get your tray today. What does it look like? Um, I'll, it, I'll it, it just looks like what we used to get when we were going on vacation. The just little, a little the box six with boxes. The little, yeah, exactly. It's Wheaties, Kicks, and Cheerios. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to, I should have looked this up. Uh, in advance. I don't know why it's Betty Crocker branded. We can figure that out later. This will just be the show where we throw a bunch of stuff out there and we ask the ad council to get back with us with the answers. How about that? Sounds good. Okay, Genevieve. So, that was just an aside. That was just a goof. (laughs) But I do think those vintage ads are what inspired me to bring you today's quiz. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. Puff, 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 and if you smoke yourself to death Tell St. Peter's the Golden Gate that you hates to make him weep You've got to have another cigarette If St. Peter's at the Golden Gate, you hate to make him wait, you've got to have another cigarette? The whole song by Tex Harrison? I can't remember who does that song. Tex somebody is about the problems with cigarettes, but it's not about health. It's he's sick of waiting for people who have to have their cigarettes. Oh, okay. He's at the gambling table, and people are taking smoke breaks, and he just wants to get on with it. So the whole oh, thing is like... Oh, St. Peter's the smoker in this scenario. Uh, I thought that the point of that song is you get to the pearly gates, oh, but, but then you, gotta... you tell St. Peter, hold on a second, I want one more, one more heater. You can't smoke in heaven? You can smoke in heaven. You can definitely smoke in hell. I don't think you can. I feel like, well, see, that's an interesting question, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like heaven would be. Is a it better to be? Reef. Is it better to be a smoker in hell <laughs> or an ex-smoker in heaven? <laughs> Where do they vape? <laughs> that one for <laughs> sure is hell. <laughs> I'll tell you where they vape in my personal hell. <laughs> this is the bad place. I like to think they vape in hell and then those vape clouds go up and forms oh heaven. My God. Hell, hell for me is going to be like an eternity spent in a vape store. Two plungers says it all. <laughs> hey, instead of quoting Mr. Show, we're quoting um, Portlandia, so we're making progress. <laughs> Genevieve, first of all, do you understand, in hearing those two commercials, the um, one for meat and proteins <laughs> and um, the Betty Crocker cereal trade, do you understand why I just loved listening to that even in the background? Like, it's just like a, it's a vibe, It right? is a vibe. I mean, it definitely, I mean, for someone like you who really uh, jives on nostalgia, I can, but it's not I, even my own nostalgia. But I mean, it's like, it's just it's just nostalgia. It's yeah. it's free floating nostalgia. Free floating nostalgia. Borrowed nostalgia. Hey buddy, can you spare a nostalgia? <laughs> um, here was my idea. I was thinking about old timey commercials. Most of these, or all of these, I'm going to play for you are TV commercials. So we're back on mission here. But they're from you know that era, like you know between the 50s and 60s. Um, and I thought about the way they talked about cigarettes sometimes in these old cigarette commercials right. and how they got into like the health benefits sure. sometimes or or pretend health benefits and I put together this is a very short quiz seven questions okay I have little clips of commercials and I'm going to play them for you and you tell me if you think it is from a cigarette commercial or a medicine commercial okay okay yeah. so right now we're calling it cigarette or medicine <laughs> I just came up with that on my own okay are you ready for this first one I'm ready. Here's the clip. As cool and as clean 
as a breath of fresh air. There it is. Is that for a cigarette or is that for some sort of medicine? Wow. Well, it sounds like a cigarette because of the breath of fresh air bit. Um, I'll go ahead and just say it, it seems obvious. Cigarette. You think that is a cigarette? Let's take a listen. Switch from hearts to snow fresh filter. Cool. Cool snow fresh. Cool taste so clean. So refreshing. Smoke. Cool. As cool and as clean as a breath of fresh air. That's snow fresh filter cool. Your mouth feels clean, your throat refreshed. The oh finest God. leaf tobacco, mild, refreshing menthol, and the world's most thoroughly tested filter. That's Snow Fresh Filter Cool. Why don't you switch from hots to the Snow Fresh coolness of cool? As cool and as clean as a breath of fresh air. America's most refreshing cigarette. Snow fresh. Filter. Cool. Wrap it up, buddy. <laughs> Wrap it up. It was a long one, right? That's a long one. <laughs> Does it make you want to smoke a cool? No. Can you imagine? Like, did they understand what the words clean and fresh even meant? N- no one ever smoked a cigarette of any description and then tasted like they had a breath mint. Now, you do know I that know cools about, are menthols. I know they're menthols. Yeah. So that, it's but in I, comparison. I, I, so, I guess in yeah. comparison, but yeah. not in comparison to like either not smoking anything or having a breath mint. I remember I had friends, because we smoked like crazy in high school, and I had friends who would uh, smoke the menthols. And every now and then, like I would never buy a pack or rarely, well, rarely buy a pack, but I would, you know, every now and then a menthol cigarette hit the spot. But what is, you di- also what is had, the, I mean, I understand it's, it's minty. Mm-hmm. It's literally like minty. It's like a, I, I don't know what they put in it or if it's in the filter or where it comes from, but it's like, it's a, I'm a sure it's minty. Safe. I'm yeah, sure no, it's good for you. that's the thing. We always heard that they're even worse than the yeah. regular cigarettes. I don't know if that's true or not. I remember the, the rumor as a kid, as a kid, as a smoking kid, was that there were uh, fiberglass in the filters. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's true or not. You ready for your next one? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Is this a cigarette commercial or a commercial for some medicine? Specially developed to break the trouble triangle. Specially developed to break the trouble triangle. Specially developed to break the trouble triangle. I'll say medicine. Medicine? Yeah. Let's go to the tape. Where does it all start? Sometimes here with an acid stomach or here with tense, upset digestive nerves. It may even reach here with that fuzzy, achy feeling in the head. Soon you seem to feel sick all over. It's the acid tension. Is this an ad or an episode of the Twilight Zone? Now there's a new medication, liquid peptans, specially developed to break the trouble triangle. Peptans comes in fast-acting liquid form, no waiting to dissolve. Peptan settles acid stomach with an ingredient that neutralizes excess acid, a cause of your trouble. Peptans calms digestive nerves with tension-soothing ingredients that help stop stomach spasms and cramps. Peptans has a gentle, fast-acting ingredient that helps relieve the achy head that's part of your distressed feeling. Peptans breaks the trouble triangle to help so stop your So this thing fixes your head and your gutty works, and I can't remember what the third point on that triangle is. <laughs> Stomach acid 
digestion. It's not kind of the same thing and headache. Yeah, I think it's um, what's the tall kind of triangle where the two sides are oh, long? Is that um, isosceles? Isosceles. No, is that it? I don't I can't remember. remember. Because in the is obtuse a kind of triangle? Well, it's and a kind of angle. Or that's the angle. Anyway, yeah. So stomach acid, digestive nerves. Uh huh. Or you and could just, you know what? Achy head. That's what peptans fixes, the trouble triangle. Or you can just skip the peptans and smoke a cigarette. That's right. Your T-zone. <laughs> um, okay. How about this one? This is question number three out of seven. Is this for medicine or cigarettes? You know, if you were to follow a busy doctor as he makes his daily round of calls, you'd find yourself having a mighty busy time keeping up with him. Or her. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I kid. Women don't the have The doctor was a cigarette. <laughs> and by the way, you don't even need to finish this one because I'm saying cigarette for this one. You know, if you were to follow a busy doctor as he makes his daily round of calls, you'd find yourself having a mighty busy time keeping up with him. Time out for many men of medicine usually means just long enough to enjoy a cigarette. And because they know what a pleasure it is to smoke a mild, good-tasting cigarette, they're particular about the brand they choose. In a repeated national survey, doctors in all branches of medicine, doctors in all parts of the country were asked, what cigarette do you smoke, doctor? <laughs> Once again, the brand named most was Camel. Yes, oh God, according to this repeated one. nationwide survey. You think Camel is worse than other cigarettes? I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. I think I just am remembering like an old joke from the 80s or something where a comedian said that I think that smoking a camel is a, probably the equivalent of smoking an actual camel. <laughs> and that's, that's... it just got into my head that like camels were just especially bad for you. I don't think they're, I'm sure Marlboro, you know, they're all terrible. Like yeah, they're, they're all, all it, it, none of them are toasted. You but know? I love that, you know, the cigarette companies, we're going to get even more into it later. Um, but how they start reacting to the science out yes. there and what have you. But I love the what cigarette do you smoke, Doctor? And that was a long-running campaign. There's several commercials like that. That was one of the earliest, like, shit like this is that we played yeah, at the top of the show. Well, Post was so... Camel. Yes, according to this repeated nationwide survey, more doctors smoke Camels than any other cigarette. Why not change to Camels for the next 30 days and see what a difference it makes in your smoking enjoyment? See how camels agree with your throat. See how mild and good tasting a cigarette can be. Oh, they didn't mention the T-Zone there. Usually they mention the T-Zone there. Do you know that I was watching TV and I saw a commercial the other day for a nicotine vape product? How is that legal? Like, cigarette advertising isn't legal. Oh, I thought you were going to say, how is nicotine, nicotine vaping legal? I'm like, I... Vape nicotine. No, I know. know I know it's legal to sell it, but I didn't oh. think you could. I, if you can't advertise cigarettes on TV, why should you be able to advertise vaping on TV? Can't we get ahead of this one for once? Wait, that's. A, I, I feel like this has come up. I mean, in the past 10 years, because like you don't see ads for blue. Is that the big brand name of like yeah. e-cigs as they used to be called? Yeah. Yeah, it was or is. Hmm. Um, and this wasn't for blue, but... It was for I was I remember being shocked and it had at the top of the ad and I don't know what platform I saw this on so it could may have been a streaming it could have been a streaming service okay, in which case not regulated, the, yeah. it's probably less regulated although it should be just as regulated um, but I remember being shocked because at the top was a black bar that had the warning about you know tobacco mm, and nicotine wow 
Um, so yeah, it's really disgraceful though. Like we fought so hard to get cigarette ads really gone from most places. And we're just like, it's like back to square one. We like slightly changed the, uh, you know, the delivery mechanism for an addictive substance and, uh, Boom, now it's legal again. I don't think we're back to square one. I, I'd like to know more about, like, where you saw that. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think Hulu... But why does it matter where I saw it? It was on, because, it was on a video medium. Because, well, and maybe they need to figure it out, but I think it actually speaks, le- speaks less to the nicotine delivery and more to the new world of content like amazon.com doesn't i mean i'm not amazon.com oh i love that website (laughs) it's one of my favorites you know amazon prime they probably have their own rules about not advertising cigarettes but i don't think there's any law in the books that says amazon prime can't advert make video advertisements for cigarettes and deliver them on their own platform i'm saying that there should be a law okay that's fine but i don't think and that that i think the existing law should cover it like Few as fewer and fewer people have cable or TV per se, like whatever whatever TV means anymore. It's it is a it is a distinction without a difference to say that content programming that is sponsored by advertising can have that some that some platforms are so unregulated they can advertise uh, things that are bad for society and some can't. I just think that's a pretty bold statement that you think the FCC should be um, regulated. Like, the FCC is what says when people can swear on network television. You think that the FCC should... Oh, I don't want them to regulate the swear. ...weigh in on, on Amazon Prime or Yahoo Video or even YouTube? Like, where do you... Like, you want the FCC regulating YouTube? I do think that, like, that for advertising, like, a dangerous substance like that, like, I do think there's it's reasonable to say that it's regulated. Mm. And I mean, frankly, the reason that we have swearing in shows, you know, on ch- there are swearing, there's swearing on channels that you know have commercials. Um, it's not just the premium cable channels that have swearing. The TV basically sort of regulates itself. Um, you you can certain like at certain hours of the night, even on I don't know if it's on network television, yeah, but on basic cable, cable yeah. you can see things that you know. 10 years ago they would never have shown and it's because that's what the market will bear mm-hmm. um i like swearing i definitely like swearing and i don't want that taken away from me i like to see butts and all of the mm. i like to see all of it you're a real tina belcher when it i'm comes a real to tina butts. belcher when it comes to butts um but i do not uh i do not think it makes any sense that we should be backsliding on the kinds of things that can be advertised uh, like I mean, nicotine vaping just seems seems so obvious to me that it should not be advertised. I'm not um, against what you're saying theoretically. That I'd prefer that we're not advertising these things, especially to my you know, especially because we know that minors are interested in them. But from a free speech perspective, I don't love the idea of more regulation on the platforms because I don't know where you draw the line on that. And I know slippery slope arguments are kind of tedious and exhausting, but like, I just don't. And specious. No, I don't think they're always specious. I think that like, once you decide that there is a line, you then have to start figuring out where, you know, where is the line? If there is a line. So I don't think they're necessarily specious, but like just from that perspective, it just seems weird. I'm kind of surprised. I don't know why you and I are both big, big government liberals, but like, 
I'm all, you know, we're also card carrying members of the ACLU, although I did let my membership drop. So oh, I no. should, yeah, I should get back into that. But um, believe me, the fascists have not yeah, let their membership I drop. Know. Sorry, Anthony Montero. Who is it that always sends us the email from the Washington <laughs> State ACLU? Is it Anthony Montero? I can't remember. Anyway, sorry, Anthony. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that. We're not dealing with a three network system anymore using government regulated airwaves anymore. We sure. are, you know, these are private platforms, and I get a little bit, I just get a little bit sensitive wondering if we want to start opening up the door to any kind of regulation of, of speech on those private platforms. Yeah, the, the the method of transmission is an interesting question, like what is public and what is private? Mm -hmm. But uh, surely not for this podcast. Okay. Um, okay, you want to hear another clue? Yeah. Has the newest and most modern research laboratories and factories staffed by experts. Sorry about that beep. Just to explain it, I didn't want you. I couldn't <laughs> cut this in a way that they didn't say the product. Uh -huh. So that's what the beep is. Okay. He didn't swear there. The government <laughs> didn't did tell me to beep this. Has the newest and most modern research laboratory. Although it does sound filthy, doesn't it? <laughs> Has the newest and most modern research laboratories and factories staffed by experts. Outside independent consultants include many eminent scientists from leading universities. What do you think, Vives? Oh, this one's a tough one. Um, I'll say medicine. This is for medicine? I'll just say medicine. I will tell yeah. you this. This was a series of ads as they appeared on the old Perry Como show, kind of integrated in. He would toss it to a man sitting at a desk talking. And this I don't think this is Perry Como talking now, although I have a bit of face blindness anyway, but especially these like white guys from old black and white TV yeah, shows. Yeah, who all I, use the movies, same amount of Brill cream. I cannot tell them apart at all. In a recent decision, the Federal Trade Commission says of Brand X cigarettes that the use of diethylene glycol as a hygroscopic agent in the manufacture of X brand of cigarettes does not render such cigarettes non-irritating or less irritating than other leading brands of cigarettes using hygroscopic agents other than diethylene glycol. Now, do you want to light up? Does that sound just... just <laughs> Does that light up your T-zone? Let's listen to some more of this. Now, if the federal trade decision has made you wonder about the contents of your cigarette, you can be glad That's if you're coma. smoking Chesterfield. Chesterfield gives you scientific facts and names its ingredients. Chesterfield uses tobaccos pre-tested by laboratory instruments for the most desirable smoking qualities mm. and kept tasty and fresh by the only tried and tested hygroscopic or moistening agents proven by over 40 years of continuous use in USA tobacco products as entirely safe for use in the mouth. Use in pure the mouth. natural sugars and chemically pure, harmless, far more costly glycerol, nothing else. Chesterfield has the newest and most modern research laboratories and factories staffed by experts. Outside independent consultants include many eminent scientists from leading universities. Ah, I feel smoke up, Johnny. Smoke up, Johnny. I that is so funny. Like that to me is the worst ad I've ever heard. Like, yeah, it's almost like it it's is almost mind like numbing content. It's not even you know that's where I cheated a little bit. It's not sure, even it's like, more like SpawnCon. It's kind of like SpawnCon. It's yeah. in the show, but it's still a pitch. Yeah, like, oh, whether whether or yeah. not it was done as a filmed as a commercial or or done in that way, like it's still a pitch. Like it's still. I mean, you know as well as I do. Like when a sponsor gives you a copy to read they want it read 
and that's the copy that they wanted read. And it was so boring. I understand they're all like the industries in that moment is reacting to to the science that's saying, oh, no, this shit's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they want to try to refute it with their fake ass science. But like that was never cigarettes strong. That was never tobacco's strong point. Tobacco's strong point is nerds who needs them don't you want to be a cowboy <laughs> well that was or Marlboro a rock star specifically yeah but i mean like you know it's image it's storytelling it's sexiness you know honestly Vives, i've watched probably 50 cigarette commercials from this era today and none of them really leaned into that it's about it was so common then it wasn't even a, a rebellious thing to do or at least in these ads because this is going back a ways it's more um it's about the taste and it's oh, about right. I, and will it be a longer lasting oh, cigarette and it's all about the experience you can't couch of it in terms of coolness because Lots of people, everyone smokes, whether they're cool or not cool. I think that came later. Yeah, okay. I think that came a little bit later, probably in the 70s, yeah, definitely more in the 80s, bias. because then it becomes, wait, this shit's dangerous. We're not even, like these commercials, like this Pericomo one, you're starting to get into that reactionary stuff. But it, I think this was kind of an outlier. Almost all of them are just like, our tobacco tastes so good. It's all about the smoking experience right. and how you feel you're a busy in that doctor. breath. You've or, only got time for one cigarette. Exactly. So What's make the it best count. tasting one? How about this? Listen to this. If you're a woman, you know what it means to be needed. You know how much fun it can be. Is that for medicine <laughs> or is that for a cigarette? God. I mean, <laughs> or like a, I don't know, something, even, some, some gender, some heavily gendered product. Uh, one wait. thing I learned today is everything can be gendered, yeah, right. especially back Can you play there. that one more time for me? Yes, I can. If you're a woman, you know what it means to be needed. You know how much fun it can be. Huh, I'll say cigarette. Cigarette? If you're a woman, you know what it means to be needed. You know how much fun it can be. You know, too, how all the fun can go out of your life the tensions of a woman's day cause an exhausting headache to interfere. But now you have special help. It's called COPE. C-O-P-E. New COPE helps you by relieving headache pain. The the O is the um, symbol for female, by the way, with a little cross coming at the bottom. So often causes the pain. Many pills are sold for everybody's headaches. But COPE is for women. The formula that eases the pain and with a gentle relaxer, eases the tension behind it. Cope understands women as no other headache remedy can. When everyday tension brings on a headache, take new Cope. You'll be back at your best again fast. You'll know it, and so will those who need your love so much. The commercial shows a woman out with her two kids, and um, they're just having a, they're window shopping and having a nice day. And then uh, near the end, her husband comes and does the uh, comes up behind her and puts his hands over her eyes. Yeah, don't don't cure your headache because you would like it to be cured. No, the people around you cure it so that your domestic servitude can continue unimpeded. Also, like. Can we get into the science? What is it about the woman's headache that's different that, than the man's I headache? I better have a Xanax in it. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that sounds like a real gateway to Mother's Little Helpers. Yeah, you have 
three right, Genevieve, but you have, you are in a bit of a losing streak. I've been on now. A you've losing gotten uh, two wrong here, which is kind of good. I don't think it's fun if it's just a, um, if it's a clean sweep. So you have two more here. You can still win this thing. You're still ahead, ahead of the count. Uh, take a listen to this. Now you feel refreshed, renewed. Now the world looks good to you again. Hmm. That could really go either way. Now you feel refreshed, renewed. Now the world looks good to you again. It feels like it want like like it's very tempting to say cigarette, but I'm gonna say medicine. You're gonna say medicine? Yeah. Let's take a listen. One of those nights. You know what the problem is. Your system isn't doing its job. Constipation. Your system. A very real problem at times. We see a woman. It's a black and white photo. It's very dark and shadowy. She's a woman of a certain age, and she's sitting in a chair by herself, just looking... frustrated oh there boy are, well <laughs> there are close-ups on her hands crossed on her legs as she's just sort of um just kind of kneading her hands nothing together. is happening where do you turn <laughs> close do up on her eyes more people turn to than to any other to x-lax the gentle dependable overnight laxative only x-lax has a medically approved laxative ingredient in convenient chocolate tablets to help your system do its job again a laxative ingredient, a recent medical book now calls bed. very reliable, quote, for use at bedtime to produce results much like normal in the morning, unquote. Results much like normal in the morning. Now you feel refreshed, renewed, X-lax, the gentle, dependable, overnight laxative. Now the world looks good to you again. <laughs> she looks a lot. She looks. She's gotten cleaned up in the morning. She was brushing her hair. Right. Things are looking a lot better for her. Congratulations, Genevieve, on that. You now um, have four right and only two wrong, which means you can't lose this thing. Should we just skip the last one? No, I want to try to get five. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Take a listen. The gentle sounds of springtime seem to say relax and be refreshed. Now that one, I'm going to say cigarette. Really? Cigarette? Yeah. Not like an allergy commercial or anything like that? I think uh, the gentle the gentle rhythms of spring want me to smoke a smoke a cigarette. For springtime, really? All right, let's take a listen. The gentle sounds of springtime seem to say relax and be refreshed. And just as gently, Salem brings you springtime <laughs> refreshment. You can't fool For Salem's me. special paper, air softens every puff. Air softens. in fresh, cool air to bring you a softer smoke. Take a puff. It's springtime. <laughs> and in the softness of Salem, there's the rich taste of fine tobacco. That's amazing. Take a puff. It's springtime. We just see a couple and they're out in a park walking around a pond and they just they're just puffing away. She just can't get enough of them Salem's. Menthol fresh, rich tobacco taste. Modern filter too. That's Salem. <laughs> Modern Most filter too. Salem refreshes you. It really is. And I mean, I know there's, you know, it's such a, it's almost a trope now after Mad Men talking about the it's toasted thing. But after watching so many of these today, 
it is amazing how they're all pulling out, like Parliament, really focus on their filter. It, yeah. it was still a, a, a different filter when I was smoking in high school, like as a, as a cool rebel. Um, their filter was distinct because it had a, a kind of um, – the cotton was pushed back further into it. Like they all have these little these little things right. that they're trying to sell. Some of them you could actually they're tiny see, differentiators. Yeah, some yeah. you'd see a cross section of the filter, and they had a charcoal filter in between the two cotton filters, and it, it helped you taste the tobacco better, et cetera, et cetera, oh et cetera. God. Like everybody was trying to carve out their own little little niche. I remember one of the last. Um, you know, it's reminding me of the conversation we had about beers, how beer was, you know, Coors has the changing label if it's cold or yes. all the little doohickeys, right? The last Gimmicks. doohickey yeah. or gimmick I remember from cigarettes, and I'm struggling to come up with which brand it was. I guess it doesn't matter. But they had a little, um, like a little seed in the filter. And when you took out a cigarette, you would break that and it would make it a menthol. Do you ever remember? I guess you wouldn't have seen commercials for it, and you weren't a smoker. And I wasn't a smoker. But if you can imagine that, like, there was advertised in magazines or whatever, there was, like, a little bead so of some like sort of a flavor in the end of it. You could have an either-or cigarette? Well, I think when you were ready for that flavor boost, you could, you could, oh, you could break it, basically. You'd pinch the filter, and it would pop it open, almost like a... Like a candy that has a special center in it, right? Oh, so you like you smoke your cigarette, that's the meal, and then you're like you're down to a third of it, and you're like, okay, time for dessert. I guess have was, the mint. I guess it was just a way of making menthol more fun. <laughs> I don't really again. It was just a gimmick, right? But anyway, congratulations, you did get uh, let's see, five right, two wrong, but those two counted quadruple points so wow. actually you didn't, that's unlucky for yeah me. i f- should have told you that they were weighted in that way yes. my apologies for, <laughs> for leaving that out of it um all right so that was a lot of fun now would you genevieve at all be interested in talking about the noid the noid hates hot quality pizza he loves to make your hot pizza ice cold Call Domino's Pizza and avoid the noise. By the way, I've learned a lot about the noise today. That voice. Do you recognize the voice of the noise? The giggly little voice of the noise. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't expect you to, but I found this to be incredibly dazzling detail from Mental Floss. That is actor Pons Mar. P-O-N-S-M-A-A-R. Where do you know Ponsmar from, Genevieve? He was the lead wheeler in the movie Return to Oz. <laughs> Those scary MFers. The scary wheelers. Right? Yes. I, I saw that movie for the first time on Thanksgiving Day, I'm going to say five, six years ago yeah, now. Yeah, about six years it ago. It was a dark movie. Yes. That Retur- is scary. Return to Oz starring a y- very young Feruza Ball. That's right, who does a really good job. Yeah, it's actually kind of a kind of a hidden gem if you haven't seen it i would watch that before uh, wizard of oz huh that's interesting i think wizard of oz is probably the superior movie by most metrics but i can see how it's, a, it's of a different era it's a, just a different era it's a different kind of movie it's a musical which wizard which return mm-hmm. to oz is not return to oz has more of a, a labyrinth feel the david bowie movie yeah it's got a real gothic sensibility mm-hmm. it's very dark 
Um, so I told you I was excited to see the Noid back on TV again, playing for nostalgia. I almost wonder too how much of it is a reaction to Pizza Hut really leaning into nostalgia the past um, I don't know year or so with their ad campaigns like yes. really leaning into the the hallmarks of what it felt like for our generation to go to pizza huts back in the day really true, um, yeah. they have the ones running now with the actor from the office craig who's robinson craig robinson um and you know it, it focuses on the plastic pepsi glasses that we all knew so well and the stained glass um, lamps coming down from the ceiling. That's right. Just the like, the Miss Pac-Man game. Exactly, right. And they've gone back to their old font. So that's Pizza Hut. Now, I don't know if that at all inspired Domino's to think about that same era, but they've brought back the Noid, which, of course, was introduced in the 1980s um, to con actually directly as a result of Pizza Hut becoming very popular Domino's felt like they needed a way to show the audience that the pizzas that are delivered to you are just as piping hot and fresh as the ones that you might get if you were sitting down in a place like Pizza Hut or something. And so that's where the Noid originally came from. Now, they've brought it back after 35 years for a new campaign that focuses on, and this is interesting in its own right, the Domino's um, experiments with driverless delivery. These yeah. little pods, they're you know, little, little cars that drive around on the streets delivering pizzas. I got to tell you, I feel like they are really burying the lead with uh, this campaign, the driverless cars are fascinating. Yeah. And they are part of, I mean, that's the story that they're telling here, but they also want to, I feel like all the sort of headlines they're going to get are like, Domino's brings back the Noid. Mm -hmm. And it, it feels like it sleeps a little bit on this truly innovative idea that I would be fascinated. I mean, it makes me want to order Domino's so that a driverless car can pull up outside my house with pizza in it. Yes, in this commercial. Here, I'll play this commercial. Um, Sell me that. I don't care about your dumb claymation noid. You're going to see the, the the voiceover will set it up for you. They have these little vehicles now that are delivering these pizzas. And you see the noid doing things to get in the vehicle's way. It starts by like trying to bust up the street in front of one of these little pods. At Domino's, we're constantly innovating to find better ways to deliver you pizza, which is why we're testing driverless delivery powered by Neuro. And it's got someone back to their old habits. The Noid is cutting down trees and blowing up huge um, floats in the middle of the street to Avoid stop the this Noid thing. When you get any two or more medium two-topping Domino's pizzas delivered for just $5.99 each. At the end, the Noid is very frustrated. But yeah, to me, the most compelling part of this, even though I was very excited to see the Noid, Vives, is at the end, this little vehicle pulls up to a man's house in suburban America, and he walks out, and he pulls two pizzas out of the machine. Now, they must be advertising this long before it's widely available, right? They said testing specifically yeah. in that copy, which is maybe another reason why the Noid thing is another way for them to get more legs on the story. Um so anyway, I'm excited about that. It does seem fun. I wonder, you know, where this is legal and, you know, when we'll see it in our lifetimes. But I just don't have the same. I mean, yes, the Noid is uh, something that I remember. Um, my favorite quote from Jack Donaghy or one of my favorite quotes from Jack Donaghy is um, paranoid from the Greek para, meaning beside and Noid, which is some sort of pizza demon. <laughs> um, so, you know, but I don't. So like the, the Noid, I remember it. We weren't, I guess, really a Domino's family, and maybe that's part of it. We weren't either, yeah. But just um, just in general, I don't have the same 
feeling of nostalgia for the noise that I do for all of the signifiers of Pizza Pizza Hut's 80s heyday. Yes, I would agree with you that I enjoy the Noid in this context strictly as a commercial endeavor. It reminds me of the commercials of my youth. It does not make me crave their pizza the way seeing all the hallmarks of a Pizza Hut makes me want to bite into specifically a Pizza Hut pizza with that super buttery, crusty. crusty crust, yeah. I gotta go. Where? <laughs> we, gotta... we we run into this every time we start talking about Pizza Hut, which is that we remember we're in a Pizza Hut dead zone. Do you remember when we were in what was the town on the Utah border that had the old school Pizza Hut? When Wendover. We took... Wendover. Yes. And that was in. Is that Wendover? What state is that? Well, we were. It's right on the border between Nevada and Utah. Okay, yeah. So it's and the Nevada, pizza hut yeah. that we passed was in Nevada. I was talking about that on TBTL, and a listener wrote in and said, "I went to that exact Pizza Hut with the exact expectations you had, and it was terrible. Like, don't feel bad that you didn't go in. It was, you know, that small town has seen better days." Yeah, and I'll have to. I have to say too, like on our drive home, we ended up in Idaho for our last night on the road, and it was late. We were tired. And we were hungry. And I ordered a Pizza Hut pizza. So I was like, I'm in a Pizza Hut delivery zone. I'm going to get a pizza to my hotel. And I ordered, I think I've talked about this, but I ordered the stuffed crust, which was just hubris on my part because the stuffed crust does does not live up to my memory of it. And also it, it doesn't have the like, it does away with like the buttery crispiness that I was really craving. Yeah, you so sacrifice hugely the, disappointing. Yeah, if we lived in a Pizza Hut delivery zone and we could get Pizza Hut whenever you wanted, yeah, sure, we'd try everything. We'd mess around with the stuffed crust <laughs> from time to time. I didn't dislike the stuffed crust, but you don't, you know, having our first Pizza it's Hut pizza in, in at least ten years, if not more. Um, you know, you wanted the classic experience. Yeah. So um, uh, it's amazing how much we're talking about Pizza Hut in this segment about Domino's. Um, well, you're, congratulations, <laughs> Domino's. So this is from the Washington Post. This is a story that ran yesterday. I'm going to read to you from the beginning of it. This is a story that takes place in 1989. Moments into Sean Burnsed's work shift at Domino's Pizza Restaurant, his first customer whipped out a gun. The perpetrator rounded the corner of the counter as he demanded $100,000 in a white limousine that could serve as a getaway car, and he insisted on talking to the company's owner about it directly. Five hours, two hostages, and a standoff with police later. That incident became an example of the bizarre misunderstanding gone outrageously wrong. Turns out this person who went into this Domino's and, and held people hostage his name was Noid, Kenneth Lamar Noid, 22 years old and suffering from major mental illness. Yeah. Um, and but his so name literally was Noid. His name literally was Noid, and he believed that these commercials were talking to him. It's not a funny story. It's no. very bizarre. What and a it's, tragic and intersection of mental illness and a really just one in a million thing. Yeah. Exactly. Now, um, all of this, by the way, this uh, is written up in the Washington Post, but the reporting actually, they're just writing up a series of interviews that happened on Studio 360, a public radio show that I believe is no longer in production, or I could be wrong about that. It might not be 
being distributed the way it used to be. But I think Studio 360 finally hung it up. I loved that show back in the day. Loved Studio 360. Um, but I want to um, read to you some more of the details of this actual day from the Washington Post. Um, it says here that the uh, burn said the employee um, obviously he doesn't have the company founders. Uh, phone number so he calls the only number where he knows somebody will pick up and it's the um, Domino's pizza like safety line that you're supposed to call if there's something happening in one of the stores and the person at the other end thought he was joking until Noid shot warning shots into the ceiling with his magnum which he had a 365 oh, magnum and then the person got very serious and he said um he would kill burnsed if police arrived in the store this is in atlanta by the way a oh nor really a northeast suburb of atlanta i lived in a northeast suburb of atlanta yeah i wonder how close this was to you um it says all of the restaurant's phones started ringing off the hook on the end of one call was a hostage negotiator who tried to get Noid to release Burnsett and the other employee in the store. When police arrived, Noid fired four warning shots into the ceiling. Officers did not shoot back. Um, Noid said something about wanting a private plane. Boy, that plane. was a different time, wasn't it? Yeah, right? Noid said something about wanting a private plane to take him to Mexico. He offered at one point to exchange a hostage for a copy of the science fiction book, The Widow's Son. I don't know if you're familiar with that I'm as not. a hard sci-fi fan. Um, but then he reneged on the proposition when the police officer actually brought the novel to him. Um, that's from the Detroit Free Press. So the Washington Post did kind of collect these um, details from around other places than Studio 360. Um Back at Domino's HQ in Michigan, senior executives were frantic. Um, the founder offered the use of his private plane to evacuate employees of the uh, restaurant. Um, let's see here. In an attempt to call, How has this never been made into a movie? Right? It seems By very the way, much like that. I looked up what what northeastern suburb it was. Yeah. It was the town. It was the neighborhood where I went to high school, Shambly, Georgia. No kidding. Yeah. And you didn't know this story. Never and heard it. this is it. right when you were there. Well, this was in 1989. I mean, I didn't go to high school until 1992. But you were in that you were in the neighboring neighborhood. Though. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, we lived a little bit further away. But but yeah. when you th I mean, this was national news. You'd think that it would um, that you would hear about it if you're so close to it. Yeah. I am surprised. I've never heard this story. Yeah. Here's some more details. In an attempt to calm down Noid, Burnsed, again, that's the employee, uh, said he expressed sympathy for him. And Noid asked for, and this is like a darkly funny thing, he asked for an extravaganza pizza with extra Z's. It has four kinds of meat, several vegetables, and extra mozzarella. It's just bro, so funny to see like this ad. This bro, bro, go to Pizza Hut. What you want is the, is the supreme. Um, but perhaps expressing fear that Burnsed would attack him with the pizza cutter, Noid would not let the hostage cut the pie for him. Finally, Did he eat Noid, it like a burrito? I don't know. Noid led an officer into the restaurant to talk to him, and then eventually it kind of de-escalated. He did not serve time for this because he um, he was not guilty by reason of insanity, but it ends even darker. He did um, he received psychiatric care, but years later, around six years later, he did die by suicide oh, in 1995. So ending. it is a very sad ending, and it's a dark place to kind of end that story. And I don't, I'm not trying to have fun with it. I mean, that's a terrible story of mental illness, but I had no idea. Now, I will also say this. Somewhere in that article or another article I was reading, there is a Domino's spokesperson who says that the company denies that the hostage incident played a role in the decision to cancel the Noid, but that was basically 
the timeline says that's where the Noid story kind of ended for Domino's until recently. So there you go, Genevieve. Um, story time. This is here's a, here's an even darker coda. This is from the Wikipedia. Even darker. The twentieth twenty fifth anniversary of the Noid mascot was marked with the video game The Noid Super Pizza Shootout, a tribute to avoid the Noid. Hey, Domino's. Ah. Uh, quick, quick idea for you. Don't have a thing called Super Pizza Shootout when you had a Super Pizza Shootout. Well, you know they had um. The Noid appeared in video games. Like, there was a Nintendo Noid video game, like, for the original NES that was around my era, like, probably very early 90s, late 80s. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't ever use the Noid or that you can't, you know, put the Noid into some kind of gaming scenario. But literally calling it Super Pizza Shootout feels a little... deliberately obtuse to me right right and also i believe the noid the kind of the comeback that's going on right now is also linked somehow to the noid being in some video game but i don't understand video games anymore <laughs> god so. knows i'm not going to be helping any <laughs> I, help with that i can't so, yeah. explain what the hell that's all about everybody's talking at me i don't hear words they're saying only the echoes of my mind. Before we get into some of these emails and voicemails that I have here, Genevieve, did you have an update on the, there's a contest going on or a conversation about what we're supposed to call a collection of jingles? Yes. A jangle of jingles, maybe? So I do apologize that I haven't been monitoring this more closely. Um, it is Ivan's uh, rodeo, and he is the uh, chief cowboy. That's not, hmm. the, that's not the phrase. Wow. Um, okay. But I, Ivan has been on the Facebook group um, kind of, I think, hone, homing in on a a term that we can all agree is the the number, the, the term for a group of jingles, of multiple jingles. Um, there have been a number of surveys. I don't want to declare a winner, but I will say that from my read of the surveys, Jangle of Jingles is still in the lead. So I don't know if there's any more uh, more surveys planned. I know that uh, all the all the options we're trying to get a, a hearing, but um, I think like let's give it one more week and then see where we are and then like declare a winner. Cause okay. I, we got to start calling these dang things something. Do we? Yes. <laughs> Have we been struggling with what to call a group? Yes, of it's been a real problem. <laughs> I forgot. You know, I forgot about that. I <laughs> did that happen when I was in surgery? When yeah, I was, it, was while when you I was... Were, it was while you were under anesthetic. <laughs> exactly. All right. Here is an email that we received from listener David, who says this is an ad that will be recognizable to anyone from the D.C. area. Before I continue um, reading on, let me just play this song for you. Get a Jim Marie 
Street, sunglass out in GNC. Rick's now as the build a bear, water, water everywhere. Business fields and Mickey D's, also all the PNC. Rockport, Hagen, Dons Express, Restoration, Horror Guests, English Trading Company, Fully Yogurt Gallery, Sterling Optical for Eyes, Armani and Nishitai, Structure Strive and Easy Spirit, FYE, just stop and hear it. Walmart, Nestle, Wireless, Foot Locker, Elizabeth, Circuit City, Superstore, Cinnabon, and hundreds more. We've got them all at Tyson's Corner. We're about halfway through. Should we let it roll? Do you want to hear what else? Don't is in even this? think about cutting this <laughs> okay. off. We've got them all. So I take it that ring your bell? It really rings my bell. So you know how one of my karaoke go-tos is 99 Luft Balloons in German? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's sort of a stunt, right? Like, yeah. it's like to be able to do it in German, it's kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. Now I have a new goal. <laughs> Learn that and do it at karaoke. And I have to, I guess I'll have to do it a cappella because I don't think it's going to, I don't think a lot of KJs <laughs> are going to have it. the music for that. Um, David says the TV version of that was just a montage of storefronts and the, it cut off after one verse and one chorus. I also remember the main lyric being, we've got them all. So there's, we've got a mall and we've got them all. So which is it? I don't know. I think it's, I hope it's, we've got them. It's probably, it looks we've, like got we've got them. We've got them all. I think it's a play on words is what it is. Oh, okay. I think it's a jangle of jingles. I love it. The music is based on Life is a Rock, but the radio rolled me by reunion, says David. I don't know that. Do you know, do you know that? Doesn't it remind you of that, um, that McDonald's ad that was so famous where people like listed, where they listed all of the ingredients? Oh, yeah. Or yeah. no, it was, um. Not only just the ingredients, it was like all of the menu that was on the little record that they put in the newspaper. Oh, did they redo it with an ingredient one? Though, well, there was there's the um, there's a there's one where you do the all the ingredients in a a, a quarter pounder. Maybe Am I, is that what I'm thinking of? Um, or maybe a big. We Mac. should be better at this knowing. Um, but the, but I swear there was what I'm remembering was a thing that was like all the items on the menu yeah. at a McDonald's. I that was the more famous one, right? That I was think the so, one yeah. where. Um, here, let me just see if I'm, am, am I right here? I have a feeling I'm already going to read Good morning, class. Today we're going to learn the McDonald's menu songs and give a listener out there a chance to win a million dollars. This is from the so, 80s, repeat apparently. After me. Repeat after me. No, no. No, no. Uh, okay. Okay. Here goes. Here goes. Big Mac McDLT, a quarter pounder with some cheese filet, a fish, a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a happy meal, McNuggets, tasty golden french fries, regular or larger size of salad, chef or garden, or a chicken salad, oriental, breakfast, Boy, I still, I can't do the whole thing, but it, it took me, I knew the whole first, really? uh, Big Mac, uh, uh, sorry, BLT, a hamburger, well, it's now I don't know it, but what, like if you if you start me off on the first one, I can do the first like couple lines. Now I want to hear this. This is reunion. Life is a rock, but radio rolled me. 
Baby Bumble and the Stingers, Martha Hooper, Rachel Singers, Lonnie Mac, a twang and Eddie Hisman, ring, we're going steady, take it easy, take me high, lie, lie, how's a fire? No commotion, poker, passion, deeper purple satisfaction, baby, baby, got it, got it, get me, get me, getting hot as Sammy's cooking, Leslie Cora, Richie Valens, and the story. My Vista Fuji, I'm a Kamasutra, Rama Lama, Richard Perry, Spectre Barry, Righteous Archers, Nielsen, Harry, Shimmy, Shimmy, Coco, Pop it, Fats, back and finger pop it. Got a shout out to um, Harry Nielsen, who does our um, ad council song. That's right. He wrote it for. He does our ad council song. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> There's the hubris we've all been waiting for. Um, when did when did that come out? Vis a vis, we didn't start the fire. I didn't. See, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I got the impression that that was a '80s or '70s song. Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, I want to play another. Uh, well, I want to play a voicemail here for you. This is from listener Maggie. I'll admit it, and she'll admit it too. This isn't strictly about commercials but it was inspired by our conversation of cocoa wheats i think that was last week it was in one of the recent shows right the one where they were just like this food is so hideous exactly it's a hot cereal that i had forgotten about we it ate looks like it like a real house. pile of shit <laughs> exactly and the commercials were just like look how ugly this cereal <laughs> is but it tastes so good and kids are eating it blindfolded <laughs> here's maggie hi andrew and genevieve um so this is not a conversation about ads but it is a crazy memory tangent that I, the memory safari that I went down uh, <laughs> after you were talking about cocoa wheats and the cocoa wheat commercial about how ugly they were. And here's the deal. I, okay, this is Maggie from outside of Philadelphia. And I went to college in Northfield, Minnesota. And in Northfield, Minnesota is a, manufacturing plant for malto meal and malto meal is like the midwestern country cousin to cream of wheat uh, so people in the midwest know malto meal people on the coast know cream of wheat and for the record i grew up in ohio which we consider the midwest not all midwesterners do yeah um but actually though if maggie's from philly and she's calling that the midwest cl clearly ohio is more west than that um but anyway we were a cream of wheat family we did not have had you even heard meal. of malto meal i, I thought it was, i never had i'd heard of it before but i only in like a kind of an antiquated kind of way i thought it was like some old cereal from yeah. my dad's youth or something malt enjoyed a period in american history of being the cure for what ails you. yeah like a superfood it was a superfood you could make beer with it you could make cereal with it um by the time i was a kid the only context i had for malt was a malted milkshake uh-huh right all right uh let's go back to maggie the feel is that the college I went to was in the middle of this triangle of smells. <laughs> and depending on which way the, the wind trouble, was the problem blowing, triangle? Yeah. you could either walk out of your dorm and get an amazing whiff of chocolate malto meal, which was like smelling the taste of hot chocolate. And this is Minnesota. This would be a cold winter day, and I'm slogging to my eight. Oh, I'm sorry. She said she went to school in Minnesota. Not so. She was talking about the Midwest, and I thought she was saying being outside of Philly. She was saying Midwest. My apologies there. I mischaracterized her statement earlier. Clock class, and I'm surrounded by the smell of warm chocolate. And that was the good days when it was the chocolate malto meal days. But you had to be careful. Because some days you might walk out of the dorm and the smell is from the other direction and it's the turkey farm and you get a big 
snootful of turkey poop smell. Or the third leg of this triangle of smell, you could end up with the paint factory. And so you'd just be dying from the chemically sort of smell. So you had to sniff really carefully when you first went out of your dorm room in the morning. And if you were lucky, it was chocolate malta meal day. And your talking about cocoa weeds sent me down that memory hole. So even though I, this is not a conversation about uh, advertising, I still wanted to call and tell you. And if you don't use the tape, I totally understand. <laughs> Thank you so much for the show. Love it. Take care. Bye. Another reason why students will continue to wear masks, at least at that university. Yeah, right. Which, so obviously we all hope for cocoa for cocoa malt meal mm-hmm. day, malt meal day. Yeah. Um, between the other two, I would think I would take chemicals for? over bird shit. I guess so. Bird shit is especially bad. It's I think. bad. On the other hand, chemicals. I feel like you never kind of get over the sense that it's bad for you, whereas. You know as well as I do, like if you live long enough near a uh, like a a farm that has like poop smells, mm-hmm. at least it's organic. It's organic. You sort of like I think you also come to you get you do get pretty blind nose blind to it, or or just sort of stop smelling so offensive yeah. after a while. I guess you should but probably if you were, choose but if you were the interspersing one, that yeah. with oh, it smells like hot chocolate. It must be like extra offensive yeah, on the right, bad days right. in the smell triangle. Yeah. Oh, Genevieve, would you look at the time? Head council, it's jingle time. Hi, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. Uh, this is Ben in Tucson. Every time I listen to a new episode, this is the jingle that I think of and remember, and then I go online and I search everywhere for it, and I can't find anything about it, uh, no recordings, uh, no memories. I think the only place that it continues to live is in my mind. It's from when I was a kid in the, probably the 90s in Phoenix. Um, it is for Phoenix's indoor swap mart, which was a, a big air-conditioned uh, basically warehouse uh, that you could sell your stuff and you could uh, go and buy everything else that people were selling. Uh, but this is how the song goes. If anyone in the ad council remembers this or has a recording of it, um, they'll be my hero if they're able to share it. Okay. <clears throat> Indoor swap mark for your poster art, a pair of pants, crafts and cards, a telephone, a radio. Swap mark's a cool place to go. A pair of socks, a pair of shoes, a pair of luggage you can use. Diamonds for the one you love, everything you're thinking of. Sheets and towels and blankets too. Blouses, sweaters, quite a few. The indoor swap mark's got it all. It's fun and value wall to wall. Pots and pans who to enjoy. Jewelry and real neat toys. And if you think that's not enough, swap mark has a lot more stuff. Phoenix knows shopping smart is the indoor swap mart. I probably got a few of the lyrics messed up, but um, that has lived in my memory since the 90s. So um, thanks a lot. Bye. That is amazing. Ben. That is amazing. You are. That's amazing. You're a living archive. My I'm so goodness. proud to be the custodian <laughs> of what may now be the only recorded version of that song. That was amazing. I can't believe you could remember all of that. I got that voicemail right before the show, so I didn't even try to Google around for it. But it sounds like Ben has been looking yeah, for a I long mean, time. Ben so can't I don't find think... it. We, well, we can take a, a peek for it. Uh, listeners, if you can find Swap Mart, um, it sounds like Swap Mart, Swap Mart is a Phoenix 
Yeah, uh, I think he said that was in when uh, he was in the Phoenix area. Now Phoenix he's in area. Tucson, Arizona. Um, boy, that would be fun to find the original, but I just don't think it could be any better than that that rendition. We also have this jingle, um, sort of a story in a jingle from Harvey, who's also looking for help from the Ad Council. Hey, Gendrew, this is Harvey. Um, See what he did there? I think he called us Gendrew. He's not the first. Gendrew or Gendrew? Gendrew, I think. What do you think? I, I feel like we've had other people try that on. Yeah, it's all right. Here we go. Hey, Gendrew, this is Harvey. Um, <clears throat> I've been listening to this podcast called Spotless. I don't know if you heard of it. <laughs> uh, but recently yeah. on there, they've been talking about losing old T-shirts to grime. And uh, I was got me thinking about old shirts that I'd lost through the years. And it just popped in my head, this shirt that I had back in the early 90s. It had like a stick figure guy on it. He was holding a bong and a joint. And across the top, it said, Far From Jonesen which was a play on the term Farfagnugan from the old Volkswagen commercials. And I immediately thought of the song, Farfagnugan, just say the word. But I can't find the c- version of the commercial with the song on it. Help, guys. Thanks. Bye. Now, I did go looking for that particular version. I could not find I it. I don't but even it remember does... that. See, I've heard this voicemail. I've had it like kind of ready to go for several weeks now, so... I don't know. I sort of feel like Harvey's incepted me. It feels, it sounds familiar <laughs> to me now, and I don't know if it I, is or not. I mean, I vividly remember the Farfag Nugan um, campaign, um, and I think that it translates literally as like uh, pleasure in driving. Mm. Um, and there were, you know, Farfag Nugan was a was a really successful campaign, I think. And I it it um, was it also the same campaign where they had the. Was that the same campaign where the, as the guys who found the smelly cow, smelly chair that they put in their car? I think that was just post Farfag Nugan. Okay. Well, anyway, I remember Farfag Nugan, and don't hold me to that. But no, way. I, I mean they're all it's all Volkswagen, but I, Farfag Nugan might be just a little bit. I might have just been a little bit young to be watching a, a lot of TV, and I. I just don't remember that jingle. I do remember those T-shirts, though. I remember it being yes, a, and I remember like, the iconography yeah. of the like the stick figure yep. and like all of the jokes that were made. Yeah, I mean it was it was an easy one to to parody. Now this is so Harvey's mystery led me to a different sort of mystery that I think somebody will probably have an answer to. Um, in looking for that, I was googling around and I clicked on what I think was a very early Farfig Nugan. Well, it definitely was a very early version of this commercial in this campaign. And I think this was actually a German commercial that was remade for an American audience. Mm-hmm. And you see this woman, and she looks like a woman of some wealth, and she's leaving a fancy townhouse. And she's clearly, um, like, kind of leaving her lover, who supposed, you know, who uh, presumably gave her this, like, fancy mink coat that she's wearing, and she sheds the mink coat, and um, as she walks down the street, she pearls off, she pulls off her pearls and gets rid of them, kind of leaving this life behind as she's clearly, um, you know, walking out on a lover, uh, and then she almost drops her Volkswagen keys down a drain, but instead decides mm, she's not going to go that far, and she keeps the keys and gets into her car. This may have been the first Farvignugan commercial, but... But the mystery lies in this song. Just take a listen to this. I described to you all the action. I don't think there's any voiceover until the very end. Go ahead. 
she's ending an engagement is what we're seeing. Oh, yeah. Because she pulls off an engagement ring. Taking off her brooch. Mink. But my question is, is this Prince? It's certainly very Prince-like. There's one thing in life you can always count on. Feels good. That pleasure of driving called Farfetch Lincoln. I mean, that sound, I mean, the voice even sounds like Prince in there, but I did a little bit of Googling around and I could not find Prince doing any, um, you know, music work for for Volkswagen. And I think that he, I don't know, did any Prince music appear in commercials? He seemed like he was pretty protective of his music he rights. He did, but that's often, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't mean that there wasn't some, right. some, you know, like you'll always, you'll always hear about like someone who's so protective of their music, but then like some product is able to tell them, uh, you know, talk them into it. I will say the first comment in this YouTube is, I never knew Prince scored a car ad. Wow. Yeah, I saw that too. But right? I don't think Rob's randomness is, <laughs> is the designated authority here. So, I mean, I think Rob is correct that it sounds like Prince, as are you. I tried um, Shazamming it. I don't know if I already said this, and nothing came up. And so I sort of feel like if that it was a real Prince be song. Prince, then. Yeah. I mean, I, don't I just don't think that it would go unearthed that, like, there's a secret Prince song out there that no one's ever known about. The amazing thing to me is not just that the music sounds so much like Prince, but just I'm going to play the very beginning again where you hear his guttural sound. Go ahead. That go ahead. Doesn't that sound like his voice? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like we were just saying the other day in the car, we were listening to a Janet Jackson song. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I wonder if Prince wrote this. And then I looked it up and he didn't. But like some of his collaborators wrote it. Mm -hmm. And then he later covered it live to kind of like, I don't know, either either take a jab at or acknowledge their, you know, mm -hmm. their sort of homage to his work. Have you ever heard? His I, mean, I mean, here's the thing. Prince, it turns out, was very influential musically. Yeah, right. And of course, he wrote uh, "Nothing Compares to You." Have right. you ever heard that? That's a beautiful version too. Yeah, I like Sinead O'Connor. I, I like that that version, but his is really something to hear too. All right, let's get out of here. Thanks, thanks for producing this. Oh yeah. You can sell. That's why they pay anything. me. <laughs> you can sell anything. All right, let's see. Veeves, how about you close us out here? How can people find us? Well, you can find us uh, at Gmail. You can email us at After These Messages Show at Gmail. You can come find us on the Facebook group. I promise uh, I will uh, re engage there. It's been just a very hectic couple weeks for us, but um, there's a lot of good stuff happening on the Facebook group. Um, and you can call us, uh, leave us a voicemail, leave us a jingle at 607. 444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. By the way, I don't know for sure that we'll get to this next week, but um, I think we probably will. I have a whole bunch of commercials, um, and you have some commercials that we've just been kind of 
well, jangling around like a jangle of jingles um, that we want to talk about. And also, we have an answer to a mystery man who kind of won us over in a local commercial. This is something we talked about on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, a commercial that I didn't care for too much, but had one star actor in it who I thought, wow, he really does a lot with the minimal amount of time he has in this commercial. Well, I pulled some strings, Genevieve. I talked to some people, and we now have a name yeah, we're to gonna go along we're with gonna that put actor. Him on blast. We're gonna we're gonna explore his back catalog. So <laughs> we will do that hopefully next week. Talk to you guys then. Too proud. I'm like you would be too if you had the juice now. Oh. Hey yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google, Verizon. They all spies, son. I'm Pisces rising.